Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each show, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the wish's cost, it'd still be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. Previously, we had, you can speak and understand any language, but you lose the ability to speak and understand your mother tongue. We had 56% reject this on Twitter and a 50-50 split in the Facebook discussion group. A big factor on whether people wanted to take this wish or not was whether they wanted to talk to their own family and if their family happen to know any other languages. For this week, we're discussing a parenting wish from Reddit user IrishFanBuck. I wish for my children to be smart, educated, successful adults. I'm joined by Anne McMaster and Ralph McLeod, because someone's got to think of the children. All right, we got a wish that I've saved up for a little bit because I was looking for uh, experts, specialists in the field to bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have with us today Anne McMaster. Hi. And Ralph McLeod. Hello. And the wish we're breaking down is for my children to be smart, educated, and successful adults. Right. And so they're specialists because both people I brought in today are parents. Right. That's what I've been told by my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legally required. Guardian. We're yeah. officially adults uh, who have children. Uh, Is, isn't that nice that we just by having children we become adults? I mean, no, sorry. Just by having children we become experts. Yeah. Maybe children. you. I am fully admitted a neophyte. <laughs> I don't know what I am doing. He's not. You're, at least, He's alive, more, you're <laughs> at least more experienced than me who have only been put in charge of children for short periods of time. Experience, I will accept. Expert. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'm a full-fledged expert. I'll own that. Yeah. Do you mind if you inform the audience of roughly how many kids you have and what age of life they're in? Well, Ralph, you have several. I have three. I have a, my youngest daughter is five years old. I have another daughter that's 22 and a son who's about to be 25. Oh, geez. Because I know him from when he was even younger than that. So now it's weird. Yeah. I feel my age right. through him. Yes. I, know. I don't even see him that often. That's uh, all parenting is, is ugh. feeling your age in <laughs> relationship. through yes. other people as they age. 100%. Uh, yeah. So three kids, that's why you're an expert. And I've, I've seen all the transitions. Right. And now I'm going through the, the same transitions a third time. With the wisdom of having done it twice, the main difference is I just relaxed. It's like, oh yeah, right, yeah, this is happening now. Oh, I right. felt that as a child too, being being second born, that my parents cared less about <laughs> me than my older brother, and then even less about my younger brother. Like they they were a lot more laxed on things. Are there uh, any photos of your younger brother? I always feel like this, I always he's not feel dead. Like, he's, he's I always feel like the there. third child is always like, "There's no photos of me. There I is, never I'm, existed." I'm the, I'm the fifth kid, and there's oh one God. picture of me at six months old. Right. One photo of me at six months. I, th- I think all most of the photos of my younger brother are group photos with the rest of us in it. Like, there's yeah. not a whole lot. There's not a wall shrine to just him. Yeah. So your parents are more chill, but you get less attention. So yeah. you can never I, win. The exception was my youngest sibling is my only sister. And so it was all new rules. Right. And got all the attention. Mom Only went crazy. Girl. Yeah. Right. I will take exception to I care less. It's not that I care less. <laughs> it's just that things that happen, 
you know, there's that that joke like the your first kid and they uh, have the pacifier in their mouth and they drop it on the ground. The first thing you do, you pick it up and you boil it for thirty seconds mm-hmm. and you sterilize it. By the second kid, you just pick it up off the ground, stick it in your own mouth, and stick it back in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, like you just you don't sweat stuff. You realize and the third kid, you don't even put it in your own mouth. You no, just, you just stick it yeah. back in. And you're like, oh, you know. <laughs> so you think learn your resilience. mouth is cleaner than the floor. <laughs> I know that's but that's <laughs> yes it is actually there's there's like this whole study like this is why when you cut yourself or your child cuts it cuts itself you you put the wound in, in your mouth immediately because there's all this stuff in your mouth that will cleanse the wound that's why your mother did that to you okay I'll uh, look into that because I yeah my next instinct, episode my <laughs> instinct is no <laughs> my, my, is, my father used to tell me to just piss on it that's not right either I, I know, know. That. that's well, not right but he would let's, say let's that unpack you should do that, that. Yeah, let's no talk, let's let, not <laughs> yeah like one of the worst things in terms of like getting an infection is if another human bites you but you're not biting it you're just licking it I know but it. it's because it's an open wound and then yeah. all the stuff in your mouth bacteria it's full of so much bacteria right. and it's, it's all the type of bacteria that like a human is adapted to so but it's someone else's. Look it up, man. It's the it's reason why we instinctively put our finger in our mouth when we cut our finger. Our own. Yeah. But peeing, I mean, I don't know. I know why. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to back that up. <laughs> oh, Ralph fell down the stairs. Pee, pee on, on it. Oh, Brunswick. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if you fall down the stairs and you pee on someone, that's really adding insult to injury. That's <laughs> yeah. not a medical procedure at all. Yeah. And yet they tried to convince me it wasn't. Therapy's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Anne? Um, I have one child. Uh, he's nine. As soon as I figured out where babies came from, I was like, well, we're shutting this down. Okay. So, yeah, I just have the one. <laughs> that, and that's how you found out when the first one came out. You're like, that's where they come from? Yeah, that was a shock. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That is mine. No, back off. <laughs> and you're making fun of me from being from New Brunswick. Yes. Yeah. So my guy is nine. Yeah. Only child. Okay. So let's swing back around to the wish and the costs that we're here to figure out. Mm-hmm. You want your child to become smart, educated, successful adult but we have to find some way to sully this sully it in a way that someone would still be willing to take it maybe but also someone might not take it mm-hmm. what do you guys think you'd be willing to give up to have your kids be smart educated successful i, I would give up literally everything i don't understand this question you would yes i obviously i wouldn't if if they grow up to be like real jerks if they grow up to be like you know narcissistic psychopaths i would say no but no, the, the the question isn't okay. This is what Six, I don't understand. You can be successful without being a good person. There oh, is lots I know, of I was precedent married. for I know. that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, I, I, for sure. But like, I just don't understand. Like, what parent would not want their child to be smart and successful? And what was the third one? Happy. Uh, smart, educated, successful. Educated, successful. Yeah. Not happy. They're miserable. Yeah, well, they could. That, they, that's they an assumption. No, but if that's the cost, if they're going to grow up and have all these things, but they're going to be miserable, lonely, without love. Well, they won't be without love if they're successful. Really? And I have a boy, so like he'll totally be happy. <laughs> if he's successful, he, like that. Well, how do you, what so do you I mean by we successful? Have, yeah, we yeah. have to figure out, I guess, a definition of successful now. Because right. I guess that is what rubbing point. Because yeah. subjective. if we yeah. find a definition of successful that isn't necessarily happy, right? Like successful could be career success. Yeah. Or, yeah, so whatever they choose to do with their job as their career they're successful at that or wealthy successful is kind of like wealthy but not necessarily like you can be a successful uh you can be a successful artist without being a wealthy artist but Mm -hmm. it's because you have renown Mm -hmm. but i i don't think that means happy because there's lots of people that we consider famous successful uh you know but nobody's happy that's like nobody (laughs) is happy 
I'm happy. I have good days. <laughs> guys are adorable. No, admit it. Deep down, you're miserable. <laughs> miserable, I would you not say. You live in Toronto. Yeah. Right. We're in a tent right now. Yeah. We chose Toronto. We both mm-hmm. came here from somewhere else. Oh, right. It's true. So did Keep I. That in mind. I came here. I, I moved here, too. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, the human condition is one of, we're never in a state of happiness always or sadness always. We go up and down all the time. So okay. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to buy into this notion of happiness. Like, okay. even if you're successful, you're going to have days when you feel like amazing and days when you feel pretty poopy right there's always going to be ups and downs but we could put it on just we're just throwing out examples right now we're just filling the thing but all those successful educated smart things but clinical depression assigned like required untreatable that's a pretty rough way to live your life and that's something that we could add as a cost to this wish Woof. Mm-hmm. yeah alone like, so maybe they still have good days, but the mind's always at them, right? So there's that gnawing dread. So they'd be successful, but also have clinical depression. Yeah. We're, right now, we're just trying to get you to see one that you could take, because no, you were saying you I couldn't still, see anything. I don't see how, like, well, first of all, I don't see if you have clinical depression. That's awful. So, and also very much, like, wow, kudos to them for getting through their education <laughs> and being successful with clinical depression. Success. I think that's amazing. Maybe it hits the moment they finish university or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ralph? What? I don't know. I, Just I'm thinking of someone like Robin Williams, who it's obviously was very successful. Very successful. But he suffered from, he had demons, right? Mm-hmm. He's just one of, you know, that, that whole milieu of the sad clown. The but, laughing on the outside, but inside is tormented with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, I would I I never have taken that. that away from him, though. Like, that was his life. That was his... I guess that's right. what I'm struggling with. It's yeah, like, but he could have, maybe he could have had just a regular life and been happy. Because his parents were very successful and wealthy. He didn't yeah. have to, he would have been fine that way if he'd just done something else. And, Except there was this thing in him that had to come out. Yeah, but, but, but would so you would have one wanna... without the other? Or or another, like uh, uh, Amy Winehouse, same thing. Like she was successful, but she had these demons for her father. And, her, yeah. and that caught, she died at 27 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't wish that on my child. I don't know. I guess there's part of me that's really fatalist in a way. It's like, this is who they are and it has to come out. Like someone like Robin Williams, or Amy Whitehouse, those are great examples. And I, I just wonder like who else they could have been. So I guess what we're dealing with right now though is so we're, we're dealing with, we're talking about the child that's not fully formed, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about children that have not become those things yet. Mm-hmm. And this is the wish saying you can instill that success in them with that cost or you can just let the dice roll. And we're not saying that if you don't take this wish, your kids can't be successful or smart or educated, but you're just taking the same risk everyone else is. Whereas if you take this wish, you have a guarantee of smart, successful, educated, but that other cost comes in, which could be that depression we're talking about. Could be that they're just a jerk. Like mm-hmm. you can't stand being around them because they're you, a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Or you never see them. Or you never see them. That's honestly the one that I would probably pitch because I can really relate to the idea of, you know, you know, something's your kids are doing fine but you would never see them at all, like ever. Like you can't even check up on them. But that's normal. How often do you see them? <laughs> How often do you, like, I mean, come on, like, isn't that I, the point? Like, I'm not I a see great my mom, kid like, in terms of checking. I see my mom, like, once a month. And when I lived overseas, it was once a year. I'm not great at checking in with my parents. I'll admit that. I claim I'm going to call once a week. I probably call more like once a month. And then, see? And I, but I visit on And it's Christmas. the idea that you could do it if you wanted yeah. to. True. They, they like check up on me. It's like when you're married, you know, and, and sex. When you're married and you have sex, you can have sex anytime you want, so you kind of never have it. I know, but that's because it's available all the time. You never do it. Is that what your ex-wife told you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Remember when TV shows used to be events because uh, yeah. they were only on once you had to see it. You had to be home on Sunday at nine to see this show. If you're not, nah, you out of the conversation. But that was something you actually wanted to see. Like we're talking about parents now. Well, I know, like, but I'm saying now, like the ubiquity of like Netflix, when anybody can watch anything anytime they want. Now nobody's watching. Yeah, and there's mm. there's also a matter of mystery. Like there's a difference between the idea of being able to look up your kid and just see if they really are doing fine and knowing not, they're technically doing fine, but having no idea what the details of that are. Oh, you wouldn't be able to Google them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As possible, you could never see them harsh. again. You can't even Google them. You can't even look them up. Right. Okay, that sucks. You just right. have to basically trust Except the genie, knowing that they're successful and yeah. educated, and therefore probably fine. Probably, but you don't know the details of that. You know what's funny? Like my dad died suddenly. This is comedy, I swear. When uh, I was 26. And so he never met uh, the man I ended up marrying. He never met my grandchild, his grandchild. He never saw that I went into comedy. He never saw that I did all these things. But I know he knew I was fine when he passed. Right. So I kind of feel like I, if I knew my child had those three things, I know they would probably be okay. Because if they're successful and they do have clinical depression, mm-hmm. they can afford the therapy and the help mm-hmm. to, f- to find a way to cope with that horrible condition. And then you'd never see your grandchildren. I might. Well, it's... But I would know they'd be okay. Would you? I'm just thinking about, You like, wouldn't know your grandchildren are going to be successful, educated, and... Yeah, okay. but that's not my problem. Okay. That's enough. my son's that's problem. No judgment here. Right. <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> Ralph just threw something out, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what if this is the wish? You know, your kids are safe, successful, smart, educated, but it takes it out of the grandkids. Oh, we put it delays Savage. it another generation. So, you know, but isn't that normal? What's that? There's this famous saying in Arabic, which I cannot pronounce. So I'll say it in English. It's like uh, grandfather, camel farmer, son, uh, CEO, uh, like son was CEO of an oil company, grandson, camel farmer. Like they go, like that you go through these cycles. Where, I see like, what you're saying, but really I assume it's much more poetic in the original. It is. And that sounded really like borderline, <laughs> probably racist. So I'm very sorry, but yeah. it is legit. All the Arabic speakers hopefully will back me up. Anyway, the point is like really successful parents very rarely spawn very successful Children, that's a huge generalization. Yeah. And again, Belinda Stronach has proven us all wrong on this, but for every Belinda, there's like a hundred d- high Red Bull kids. Yeah. And again, though, with the magic that we're playing with here, you're trading the dice roll that that might happen with really you caused it. You caused your children to be successful, but their grandchildren, children, uh, your grandchildren, <laughs> their children are not. They're the inverse of their parents. At this point, I haven't even found a time when I'm going to take the first, the, 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 you know, the promise of smart, educated, and successful. I, I, I'm so far, I've turned that down in every instance. <laughs> what do you mean by that? With all, with all these caveats to go along with it. All like, right. I wouldn't do it, and they'd be unhappy. I wouldn't do that, and, then they, and they would be, I wouldn't see them again. I wouldn't do that, and they'd be depressed. So we're in an interesting scenario then, because basically Anne's willing to take any of these so far. Anything we've pitched, you're willing to take? Is that what you're saying? I'm really confused. So like if, okay, so if I say, yes, I will take it and guarantee that they'll be successful, educated and smart, smart, but they also have clinical depression. Yeah. You're guaranteeing it. That's what we're saying. Oh, because this is the genie coming to you. Yeah, no, that's weird. They're giving you this like devil's deal, right? Like uh, rolling the dice is the very, yeah. 
Rolling the dice, for sure. I th- yeah. See, it's a hard okay. one for me because I don't even want the responsibility of choosing what somebody else wants or has. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, every, every parent wants their children to be happy and successful. But and every parent knows that that child comes out who they are. Who they are. You can't. And it's up to them. And it's really at the end of the day. Uh, so it's really hard for me to even, what, what would I trade? Like, what, what would I accept? Not much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just let them be who they are. And if they're not smart... Okay, well... Okay, so is there maybe then something we have to change on the wish to make it a bit more of a guarantee? Yeah, it should be a positive outcome. Well, I I guess like the person who wished this definitely thought it was a positive outcome. And I can see where they're going from, right? Like smart, successful... Oh, of course it's a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's just a way to massage the what they were asking to be more explicit terms make it less i mean successful we've already talked about is a kind of a vague term here mm-hmm. yeah so massage away maddox massage away all right so you guarantee that your child has no major illnesses and lives to at least 100 that's you the have cost? that guaranteed like no so yeah. that's what we're saying we switch the front from like that yeah. vague sort of mm-hmm. successful smart educated no major illnesses so their iq is what it may but it's definitely above the average you know it's over 100 iq is iq is a thing i can get into difficulties but you know like they're at least sure. fine yeah they have no major disabilities from birth they never get any major like they won't get cancer they won't get any of those types of things that are just a random die roll in the negative direction and they'll live naturally to 100 but something does that make sense as a little bit more of like a hard line to guarantee your safety to a hundred years, the guarantee of yeah. not dying before your, the guarantee of dying before your children is inc- is compelling. Yes, because I have nightmares about like what oh, would that be like. I think that's like the deepest, darkest. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah you can't get to a worse yeah. place as a parent. Burying your son. No, I can't no. even think about it. Like, no, I know, right? So in this one, there's still that chance for them to be a million types of a loser, right? As I say, or their own person, not necessarily what you want in terms of like smart and educated, but. Uh, you get the safety. Is that a better that you guys can see costs for that more now? Yes, and I and I apologize if I, if I've unnecessarily complicated this. It's a complicated <laughs> scenario. Like right. parenting is a complicated thing. That's why I needed to bring someone in who could feel it. Right. I yeah. just have to put myself in the headspace of a parent to even try to play on this, mm-hmm. and I get real tired and frustrated. Oh, that's just like being a parent. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not mad, but I am disappointed, and I don't know with whom. Mm. Wow, let's talk about that. So, let's, being a parent, let's, let's pee on it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But okay, so let's try this. So, so they're protected. They have that right. safety. A hundred years, no major illnesses. Right. I'm going to pitch a cost. To see how you guys do with this. Hundred years, safety, no major illnesses. But you know that they kill at least one innocent person no, in their life. No, well, no, 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 no. no. Okay. no. They spend no. their hundred years in prison. Yeah. Great. Or, or, or they could get away with it. No, but it's no. not that. It's okay. more of the, the mental cost of having known you've done that and then always living with it. Yeah, no. Okay, exactly. well, Bad boy. Yeah. Go We've, to your room. Yeah, go. <laughs> Time out. Maddox shouldn't be a father. That's <laughs> what, probably that's not. what I'm learning. Probably not. But uh, good. We've found, we found something you won't give up for that. Right. So that's right. good. We've, okay. set, we've set a barrier on one end. True, true, true. Yeah, I, I think... I, I, here's where I, I think what I'm finding is that anything... To guarantee anything at the cost of their like fulfillment as a as a individual, their happiness, their their roundness, like that's what that's the cost that I don't want to take away from them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, even if they could live to be a hundred, but I know they're going to be like narrow minded or bitter or in somehow like 
closed mm-hmm. off. You don't want to take their agency away. Yeah, I don't want to take yeah. that away from them. I, I would much rather, like, I can guarantee they're going to be happy, fulfilled, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, all that way to 100. Now I'm talking like, okay, what would I give up for that? Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's the happiness, it's well, the fulfillment. Can you give something a try? I wouldn't see them again. Yeah. You're doing that one? Yeah. Can't look them up either. We'll Knowing say. that they are okay and that they live their lives yeah, in the fullest I, expression of themselves, but with a moral code. Because like, yeah. I think, like, like, I love what Ralph's saying. It's like, I think where this gets interesting is because our job as parents is not to guarantee outcomes. It's just to set them up, to create the stage, to, like, the, to give them the, the, the foundation. And then you have to let them go. Yeah. That's why you tell your parents to go F themselves at 18. That's normal. That is nature. They, they want to go be free and make their own mistakes. And you have to pray and hope that the, the time, that, the brief time that you had with them, yeah. you gave them the tools that they need to right. reach the fullest expression of themselves right. in a positive way. So yeah, yeah, I would also give up yeah. seeing, seeing them, them ever again. again. And that's a, t- so, that, that's a tough one. It is, is a tough awful, one also. But the, think of I'm, the travel opportunities. Right. I'm going to also put out though, like <laughs> you guys mentioned some older children. Mm-hmm. This seems like an easier trade for never seeing. Like, I mean, never seeing them, but right. But you also had some younger children who, right. if you never see them again, starting today, walking out today, mm. maybe there's a psychological cost to them for that, right? But we've already oh, guaranteed mean, like, they're going to be happy we, and fulfilled, and you guaranteed they're. Oh, you mean well, walk out on them when they're five? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're oh, talking about. Like we're, we're saying, no, they're they're hundred, they're healthy. Who's going to take care to of them? hundred? No, no. We already guaranteed they're healthy and yeah. happy and fulfilled. And- no disease. No disease will ever hurt them. No, They won't get hit by a car. All oh. those dangers are gone. But their emotional issues, they have to kind of figure out on their own. Because you said your son was nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. At five, uh, probably not going to take that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what age. Some Somewhere post-puberty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if it's 16, maybe 16, depending on their emotional maturity. But somewhere post puberty, yeah, I before feel they like, were an adult. I feel like the natural break, like eighteen, yeah. nineteen, like t- when it's time to go to university, right? Is like that... you drop them off at school and then you, <gasps> yeah, you never yep. see them again. Yeah, okay. Oh my god, but no five, no, because I don't think you can. Oh, I guess you could guarantee their happiness. Yeah, that's the thing. You're guaranteeing. We're, we're guaranteeing safety at this okay, point. We're not so doing happiness knew, anymore. We're doing the safety okay. thing. So I would take that at five on one condition. It would because if I was still in the picture, I would corrupt that outcome in some way. Like there's something well, I'm doing that. as a parent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but if I could know that, I would take it. And, and it's I'm like sick. if I knew, it's like oh, and your personal life or your personal behaviors, like that crack addiction you picked up when he turned eight, yeah, didn't work out so well for him. So we're going to remove you from the picture to guarantee the outcome. Then I'm in. Right. But that's right. not your situation. Like we're saying this for you, right? right. Yeah, that's the only time I would take that too. Is if you knew that the 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 other outcome would be bad, would be negative. Yeah, it's like parents who hand their babies off to like when they're fleeing some kind of oh, you know zombie right. movies. They're they're passing. They know take the zombie baby. movie war zone. Yeah, they're Titanic. Op- take, take the baby. Take the baby. Yeah, right? that's that's the only time I would I'm do cry that. during I mean, a podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine. I, I mean, there's another parent. 
in the picture, for, right? Like they exist too. No, no, no like, we're divorced. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's legally. Yeah, well, no, but I'm no. saying. <laughs> oh, this is not about oh, that. I'm saying if you. If, now there's a now make there's a, a question. Yeah. Now well, there's what, a question. What would it take for them to go away forever? I would give literally no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your kids could be happy and healthy and all that stuff, but they live with your ex, and then you, yeah. never, you never see okay. them again. But they stay with their your ex. Yeah, because okay you were saying like who would yeah. look after them. Well, yeah. we're just saying you never see them again. Can't check yeah. up on them. They still get this magic protection, like the river sticks dunking on Achilles. Nice type mm. reference. Yeah, it's kind of there. Chic right? education. Then, along with that, remember that, but your it was parents there. must be proud. Uh, along with that, your ex gets everything they want. That's and okay, you have, and you suffer because that's what they would want. They would want for you to suffer. <laughs> Ralph, let's, go that. Ralph's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your life, Ralph. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, uh, somebody pee on me, please. Yeah. Me I think somebody just did. Um, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that because I. Yeah. I do respect, for, despite all the jokes I've made today, yeah. Fred, I do respect you if you're listening to this. Um, so I would not have a problem with that because it would guarantee the outcome of my child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's something that happens when you have a child. It's like you go from being this totally self-centered, egotistical uh, little being and you don't even know that you're egotistical because you've never had a choice to live your life but for anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe your partner. Okay. But when a baby comes you're like and you look into those eyes and like nature just kicks in you're like holy shit this is not about me anymore yeah it or changes you forever the, um, how can i make this baby about me yeah Ooh, but i don't think do that. that's yeah, it. yeah I know. there are the, yeah. the the classic show mom mm-hmm. trope yeah yeah sure no, which i'm sure is show dads as well oh, I just, I just, that's the trope so many people live vicariously through their kids yeah uh yeah like the whole what are you doing for your birth your kid's birthday party my kids eight. We're doing face painting. I got mm-hmm. a bus. There's but a I bus s- coming. All the kids are going to get on a bus, get their face painted while we drive around the city. Yeah, I still think those parents Man, are great. motivated by wanting to do the right thing. I mean, they might be keeping up with Mr. and Mrs. Joneses, but right. I still think those people are. I still want to believe those people think they're doing the right thing for their kids. They are. I think. Oh, of course, everybody thinks they're doing the right. Everybody thinks they're. Everybody's the hero of their own journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Their own so I think they're. They think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. But it becomes like yeah, basically. Okay, I don't think this one's going to work with you guys, but I want to throw it out and see this new cost. Just I want to try another angle. Because we're trying some different angles, and a lot of them are failing or succeeding in the same sort of way. So we're doing still the kid is healthy, happy, lives to 100, all that. But your life is now reduced to the most boring career ever. You're now working like... As comedians? No, no. Okay. Button factory. Like Like your job is to go in, sit at a cubicle, and when a button lights up, you press it. Okay. I'm in. And this is like... What do I do after work? That's a dream job. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's, it's that would be such a nice... It's, it's like a 12, hour, 12 hours a day, <laughs> okay. five days a week. Uh-huh. I love it. I'm, and sometimes you get called in on weekends, depending. Great. Done. And this is for minimum wage. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, there's there's so much, so many more hours in the day that I can get up to stuff. So I don't know. Like, I'm trying to play the way of like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, have yeah. an artistic life, but I guess yeah, like you're just not having life. a fun life anymore. Um, then no, I'm out. Ooh. I'm in. We got yeah. a divider here. We got yeah. one that splits the room. I'm in. I mean, like, I, I would give anything, right? It's okay. I can push buttons. Okay, here's where I'm, here's where I'm at. You know, like, we all get born and we all just have the deck that we're, we play with the deck that we're dealt, right? And we're trying to make something here to alter and give, you know, a guarantee. But at the end of the day, I'm not, no one's losing anything. You know, if you, if you yes, don't guarantee if you don't this take, stuff. If you don't take the deal, it doesn't mean that your kid then dies instead. Right. You're just getting the safety protection of the, the guarantee. He's, he's getting the same kick at the can that everybody else gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you start introducing costs to that, 
when the cost gets very at all anything it's like nope you wouldn't want that guarantee well but i'm gonna have to live a life of complete boredom and like like we're talking starting now because like you've had a pretty long career yeah we're saying we're saying you <laughs> aren't you ready to push buttons oh, oh, <laughs> do you know something i don't know <laughs> aren't you ready to retire <laughs> yeah um, the scenario was kind of like as you leave this recording today right yeah you get the offer no you know, okay, so there's another aspect to this, which is how much do kids benefit from seeing parents pursue dreams and be seek fulfillment in their own? Okay, in theory, <laughs> I don't think seek, you convinced Ralph. <laughs> see, to what extent do kids benefit from seeing parents fulfill themselves and you know, express themselves, like all the things that we're trying to teach them to do? Mm. If we're doing it as well, I'd say, especially at a very young age, you sort of assume what your parents did is what you're supposed to do. Like that just becomes the default path and everything else seems like a bold deviation, right? Mm -hmm. Like my parents both went to university, so it wasn't like a choice to go to university. It was a given Mm -hmm. that I was going to go to university, get a job that had earning potential, (laughs) at least. What happened? I took a bold deviation in my life. (laughs) Right. But good for you. I mean, aren't your parents proud of that? Like... Oh, they're on the fence about it, let's right. be honest. Really? They'd rather you were home with them? Oh, yeah. Uh, my mom regularly, like, she'll send me, like, care packages in the mail occasionally. Aww. And it'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be some, you know, some candy and some stuff. There's also always some newspaper clippings about job postings in computer science in Fredericton. Oh. And I've been living in Toronto for a decade now. That's oh. adorable. But, like, she's always hoping, kind of hoping, because she wants me to, yeah, she wants she me wants to move to home closer. She wants to guarantee the outcome for you. And she, yeah, she'd rather me have... A guaranteed, safe, dependable life that, like, she's not saying, she's not never trying to stop me from pursuing my dreams. Yeah. But she really wishes my dreams were safer and more dependable. Okay. And so let's talk about that. Because my kid is nine. And the other day, he's like, Mama, I want to be a comedian. And his dad's an investment banker. And I was like, no, pick investment banking. <laughs> why? Take care of me when I'm old. Like, like, why do you want to go down this path? It's so hard. And and, and your answer has to be the same reason you did, right? Like, you also went down the path of getting being... extremely well educated and going well, into first, this yeah, role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could guarantee that Henry would have, mm, that's interesting. I would definitely push buttons for that. But then would he be happy? Well, that's it, and oh, that's the bottom line. I don't yeah, you don't you don't know what role you're. So I guess it goes back to like setting. I'd rather just roll the dice and know that he's like, he's got at least the foundation to know he'll be okay if right. he does decide to move to Toronto for ten years or more, and I'll send him care packages. From Toronto? Wait, you're in, yeah, you you're in Toronto. You just you don't want to live. I'll send care packages to him in downtown Toronto <laughs> from the annex. Hope for the best. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. I think there's something in parents like we're we're programmed to let them go anyway. So there's something about this idea of guaranteeing outcomes that is appealing, but at the same time, kind of wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay a big price for it. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Okay, I need you guys to pitch a price that you would pay then, because I think we finally had one that I thought oh, split the room, oh, and then yeah. Ralph talked Dan out of it. Oh, <laughs> he's so proud of himself. You can't see this on the radio, and his eyes are no. Gl- okay, so yeah, the, 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 the so yes, so the one where. They are going to be successful, happy, disease-free, live a long, fulfilled but life. You, you know, don't the kind see of them life again. That, but you never see them again yeah. past the age of like sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Painful, but 
also on course in alignment with nature's path. Right. <sighs> plus, I could go to Sri Lanka for like two years and be good. Right. And not so feel guilty. To it. Okay, I'm in. But you never know anything okay. about them, their kids. That sucks. When who they marry, if they marry, if they. But again, I, I think about my dad passing away and, yeah. and not knowing those things. But I think he knew that he had set my brother and I up to be okay. Right. Because we we were still like, we were educated. We were educated. Yep, we were right. smart. Right. We were starting to have success. Yeah. I had yeah. four jobs. I was could very the, successful You could that already way. see the person you were going to become yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Mm. So that's the key though. If, if, like, oh. I think and we may have a key here. So and it's the age. It's the, it's the age. age is the big Which one. Which I think is where we may be able to find a way to split the room here then. Yeah. So we start with that. Yeah, we start with a, they will be healthy. They'll live to 100. No major mm-hmm. diseases or stuff like that. Fulfilled. You're saying 16. You're both willing to take it. Now, let's see what happens as we lower that age and see when one of you breaks and one of you doesn't. But knowing, but it would have to be like, for me to take a lower age, it would have to be because I knew I messed it up in some way. Well, we're not saying oh. that. We're saying you're as you are. Yeah. Oh, no. I want to see if we can find a place that splits the room. So My you're baby. saying no lower than 16. That's the lowest you would ever go. God, yeah. I, I don't even like 16 because like, I have a boy. Yeah. A 16 year old is like still four. Right? <laughs> like, no, come on. Like he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's like, he's still, the brain is still exploding in all these different directions and they need a mom. <laughs> don't what are you laughing at i don't know i just i remember being a 16 year old boy and i don't feel like i was that fragile no not that you're fragile but who was going to stop you from driving that pickup truck at 120 kilometers after four beers or whatever like, nobody did I, stop that <laughs> and a couple generations later oh yeah. well maybe one generation later i yeah. did not have the desire to do that like i didn't get drunk I never drunk drove at all in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so for the um, sake of your mother, who I assume is listening, um, what was something that happened to that's you? That's very su- kind of you to assume she's <laughs> <just laughs> my mother. Hi, Mrs. Campbell. Um, what is, like, was there a moment when you were 16 where you did need your mom? Uh, I mean, there are definitely times where I was very comforted by going to my parents and getting support from them. But I, again, I feel like in a lot of ways, it could have been either of them. I just needed one. And they, not not oh, that either one is no, better really than the other. She's not listening. Not, I'm not saying one better than the other, <laughs> no. but I'm saying if I lost either one, you still were, would have had what you needed. There, I would, we wouldn't mm. have been as good. They've still, but like I would have gotten what I needed mm-hmm. in terms of parental support mm-hmm. from either one of them because it was just like I need someone to talk this through, and I couldn't talk it through with a brother because they're at the same level as me. I needed a mentor figure to talk it through with, mm-hmm. and I think either of them would have done. Sufficed. Because that's what I needed. And I mean, I would be a different person. Like, I'm sure there was still things my mother taught me in terms of picking up after myself and being a more adult adult. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not going to ruin me. Like, you know, if I don't make my bed as much, if I brush my teeth a little less, I'm still going to be all right. So I, I now know in my head and in my heart how I would decide this. Okay. So if my child was old enough to understand me saying goodbye and why I was saying goodbye, mm-hmm. then I would say yes. Okay. If they were not old enough to understand why they were being sent away, I would say no. I don't feel like you'd get this I don't get chance that. in advance to well, know. Then it, then the you have to kind of feel that out. But okay. then the whole point is moot. Like if you're four years old and you lose a parent, that's going to mess with you. 
So there's no way you're going to have that outcome. Well, but I mean, what if you're six months? Then you'd never know them. You wouldn't care. I, I want to really point out, That's guys, true. like there's definitely strong influences of parents, but there are also people who, for whatever reason, don't have parents at very young ages. Mm-hmm. And some of them still do turn out successful. You know, it's, it's a handicap. It's something that they have to overcome to some degree, but it's not impossible. Oh, I had very distant parents. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's fine. Well, He's fine, right? Just He's fine. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to give a sip of water right now. <laughs> okay, but that, but that would be my criteria. Like, the age. Like, how, how low can we go? 12? I could go 12. 10? Oh, now we're starting to get into that. Like, I'm not sure they're going to... Because I I couldn't do it, I don't think, without having the conversation. Like, this is... I could see 12 being a good year. Because 12 is, like, oh. the kid's meal 12, right? Yeah. So you're saying no for 12. Oh, my God. It's still a baby. Rahul's like, you know, it's hard. You're accepting that it's a hard decision. You're not, yeah. a, you're not yeah. eager to abandon your children. No, no. And I don't. And there's the other side. I was like, well, why? I mean, I am guaranteeing them something, but I'm not. They're not losing something if I don't. So that's why I would have yeah. to. You know, I, I guess I need them to be kind of involved in this decision. I, I need agree. their. I, I agree. need their like. Well, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's a lot to put on a 12 year old, but also again, oh, like, so they are, they are vulnerable at 12 after all. Good well, to hear. Huh. To say, Touché. make this choice for me. Like, no, you're not little, for you're me, me but yeah. with me. Like, Input. let's yeah, talk about you. it. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but there's no child in the world that's going to say, yes, take my mummy. And, well, there might be some, but like most, <laughs> oh, yeah. chi- most children will be like, no. And also like, if you're, wait, you're saying I'll never get sick. You'll say, you're saying that this mm-hmm. pers- cough that I've had since I was, Nine, and we've never quite known what it was. That'll go away. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'll never have to worry about getting hit by a car. Mm-mm. I never have to worry about that scary man you keep on saying is going to take oh, me Jesus away <laughs> and offer me candy. You keep on saying that's going to happen to me, and that's never happened. It's but you keep nice saying to it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. they would, but I agree with Ralph. Like they'd have to know because yeah. otherwise, I would be deeply concerned about. Look, any child of divorce who's listening today myself included knows what happens when your parents split up it can be very traumatic or it can be less traumatic mm. depending on how the information is managed so mm. i would want as part of the part of the guarantee that to say goodbye yeah to be able to know that my because that would be part of the kid being okay so maybe right. it's implicit in it anyway is that the child would be okay with that sudden departure of a valuable maddox let Part me, of their let me put it this way. Then this is this is where we will kind of get the thing. We'll word the wish in such a way as you can never see them or look into them after the age of twelve. So if they're younger than that, when you take the wish, like if today they're younger than that, you get that time to say goodbye. You know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. If they're older than that, well, then you hope that they're already mature enough and you walk away that the moment you take the wish. And then you never have to go through the teenage years. What do you think, Ralph? <laughs> think of the savings. <laughs> so we're doing this now that <laughs> money and emotional. Money comes back to you. <laughs> we're doing that as of now. So like you're walking right. out of here with the genie giving you the offer today. But if they're younger than 12, you get till 12. If they're older than 12, then you walk away the moment. And they get... To live to 100. Get to live to 100, no major illness. Mm. And happy and fulfilled, like, right? Well, that that's the dice roll. Like, there's nothing stopping that. But, like, they're definitely oh, safe. Wait, they're just definitely safe. Just no, live to 100 and not. just... <laughs> and no. they're going to live to be 100 anyway. Because yeah, statistically. <laughs> we're 150 by the time... The yeah. Well, well, we're talking about, like, traumatic death here, too. Like, they can't get hit by a car. They can't get stabbed in an alley. Yeah, well, that's what's the odds of that happening? Yeah, How many, how many people you know they get stabbed in an alley? They can't, like, eat bad broccoli and get E. coli. Like, no major illnesses. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Nothing sorry. more than like no, a, a no, tickle or a cold. No, I'm out really? again. Yeah. No, I'm totally I'm out, out again. Yeah, sorry. It would have to be such a sorry. heavy, heavy. Yeah. I'm making it real hard for me to wrap this up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Like, what are your terms then? Okay, I'm look, gonna, I'm gonna I would want to you, know. What are your terms? Okay, live 200, no major illnesses. Well, but again, successful. I need one of you to take it and one of you not. So what's the terms that we can kind of... I, th- I thought, we were, like I thought we were pretty we close there. With I thought the, we were close the, too. The, but 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 uh, when you took away that they will be happy, right? Just living to a hundred is to okay. me is not like it's it's the happy, yeah. f- f- like spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of that. Like the kind of person that by the end of their book, end of their life, writes a major book yeah. about how to live your life, and everybody reads it and goes like, "That's the life I want." Steve that, Jobs, you gotta you gotta give me a lot Steve for Jobs, me to walk mentions. away and not see my child from the time he's twelve years old for the rest of it and not know anything about him or or her yeah. or their families or anything about their life. You're asking a lot. It's like okay. ripping you, out your own heart. Yeah, right. You got. I know. Like it's, when you have a baby, it's, your it's heart knows no longer inside you your body. Drive yeah, a like, hard uh, bargain. We're like they're like horcruxes for our souls. And even then, even if you gave all of those things, I still don't know if I'd take it. Because I'm his mom. And I think I would take it. Yeah. Because all right, we'll say, we'll say happy. I, I mean, I, I can't give him like pure euphoria all the time, but we'll say happy, not not sad. They're not miserable with their life. They're like generally positive. I'm a general upswing happy. Look, I'd like to lie so you can finish this. <laughs> <laughs> but the minute you, you like, again, I, I think those things are, he, they're probably going to achieve those things anyway. So why would I go through the pain? Of this might like, be parental hubris then. That's what I mean, it might, Maybe I it is. Maybe it, I'm maybe not saying there's anything is. wrong with the kids. I don't know right. them well enough. But yeah, like, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm basing this on my own children. Yeah. Not, not some Other, child yeah. that I don't know. Like, Should I'm, we have I'm our children join us for the rest of this podcast? They might wrap this up real quick. <laughs> yeah, you want my parent to go away? Done. <laughs> done. Take, what do I get in exchange? A, <laughs> Nothing. A bicycle? Double done. Let's just double check it then. All right. So. Your children will have no major illness. They'll live to 100 and they will be happy and successful. Yes. But you cannot see them after the age of 12. Anne, would you take this wish? No. Ralph, would you take this wish? I would take that wish. I don't have kids, so I don't know. So I'm going to actually abstain from this vote. I feel like probably yes, but again, I can't know. Uh, But I think we're close enough to even that we can throw it out to the audience. Audience. Would you take this wish? Especially if you have kids. If you don't have kids, try to imagine it. But especially if you have kids, would you take this wish? Please let us know. And let us know if there's any other wishes you'd like to hear us break down. Call your mother. And call your mom. She misses you. I'm going to call my mom after recording today. I promise. Probably not as much as you think. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you, your wishes, your thoughts, whether you take this wish or not. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or donating on our website. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Ralph McLeod, you can find him at the Social Capital Theater by visiting SoCap.ca. Or you can see his troupe, The Coincidence Men, every second Saturday of the month, 8 p.m. there. For more Anne McMaster, you can follow her sketch troupe, Not Oasis, or you can follow her at the Bad Dog Theater's Featured Players Ensemble, and is also an instructor at the Second City Toronto. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. Before I go, some 
Wishes don't take a whole episode. I call these summary judgments. Carmen Irizola on Twitter said, I wish I could fast forward to the point in my life where I was genuinely happy. See, the trick is, if you skip the journey of learning to appreciate your life, I'm not sure you'll understand how you were genuinely happy. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I just noticed the ice cream cone in your hand. So, um, huh, I guess ice cream was all you needed. So, what would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hey, Griffin Steve here. here. Don't turn this off yet. You finally got to the good part where we tell you about our podcast. It's called Killed to Death, and it's an improv podcast where we solve... Made up... Murders. Not real ones. That'd be weird. We've had so many great guests, lots of which have been on other Sonar shows like this one. Like Chris Locke, Alistair Forbes, Jackie Pirco, Nicole Passmore, Matt Foliot, our friend Aiden, three different guys named Dave, nobody named Lucas. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us through the ceiling. No ghosts. Exclusively ghosts. And so many more. So check out the sonarnetwork.com slash killed to death. Killed to death. It's usually less than an hour.